I really struggled with, do I leave home in Kansas State or I go to Oklahoma? The flip side was, well, that's Coach Stoops. And uh, I love playing for him as a, as a player and love working and learning from him as a defensive uh, mentor. And so when Coach Snyder says, well, once I told him I'm, I'm going to go to Oklahoma, he said, well, how do you know they're going to win? Because Oklahoma had gone several years without winning. And I was like, well, that's Bob Stoops, and he's a winner. Made a good decision, I think. And not to say that he wouldn't have had success at uh, Kansas State University, but uh, came to Oklahoma, won quickly, won a national championship in the second year. Um, What, his fifth year? 99, 2000, 2001, 2, 3. His, I guess, sixth year, he was the standalone defensive coordinator. 04 would have been the first year. Uh, Went to a national championship in his first year. Went to another national championship in 08. Um, you know, so he we won one as a co, went to two as a standalone, went to Clemson, played in what they playing three national championships when he's there, won two of them. They won two, lost uh, in twenty fifteen to Bama. No, they four. They lost to LSU as well in twenty nineteen. So he played in four yeah. national championships there. Yeah, not bad. That's right. Um, so he's done pretty good. Now he's the head football coach at the University of Oklahoma. It's really worked out for him. You know, there's a lot of defensive coordinators that take a mid-level job and it's kind of a coin flip whether they succeed at that job or not and if they do it's kind of on to the next stage but he was just such a big time long time defensive coordinator that not only did he get a job like Oklahoma but sounds like he turned down some pretty some pretty big time jobs even before that so it's it's he was patient and it it worked out well for him and it's you know it's interesting you said like mid-level if you if you take a job if you decide like if you're at a a big program you've had a lot of success and people are coming after the coordinators and and you take a a kind of a mid-level power five in a good conference job you are either stuck there for eternity don't have success and get cycled out like the Odds of elevating that program to places they've really never been and then going to a elite school are, I mean, it doesn't happen a lot. doesn't happen a lot. And I, you're also given a little bit less probably leeway at uh, taking that route instead of doing what Venables did, being extremely selective, patient, Wait for the the exact opportunity that you want to to show up, and then try and take advantage of it. Instead of just, hey, here's my chance to be a head coach. Go sharpen my skills, and then you know I'll win here, and then go to a, a better place. It's hard. It's really hard to it do. It does that. work out. For, it worked out for Mangino at Kansas. He won an Orange Bowl there. It worked out for Mike Leach going to a program like Texas Tech. So it's well. It, it depends it, what you mean by worked out. Well, I guess he didn't get that final paycheck. Neither one of them ended up being a head coach at a. They 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 were there for multiple years yeah. and won at a high level. So I yeah, yeah I guess it, it it depends on that. But if you're championship seeking, you, it's almost a lost cause to go to a mid tier. Yeah, seriously, because 
I well, it's we, just part of the road. Like you got to go to the mid. You got to you got to go to the mid tier to get back to a program or to get to a program that you yeah. can win a championship at. And you know, Nick Saban, he gets so much credit within the sport now that I think a lot of his. Not to say that they're undeserving, because that's definitely not true, but his coordinators maybe get hired more than any other coach in the country just because of the respect. Um, Bob hired some really good coaches, man, throughout his career. I think Bob had a lot of that, too, is a lot of people wanted to hire OU assistant coaches uh, in the early 2000s and all the way through his career because, well, that's a if that's a Bob Stoops disciple, then we'll, we'll take our chance on that guy. Yeah. And, you know, I – it's also like you never know. Everyone's goals are probably a little bit different. I think money, like money's the biggest factor right now. As you know, if you're a if you're at an elite school, top ten, top fifteen program, as a coordinator, you're probably right now the going rate is million bucks or so, yeah. close to it. Some of them are over that, and to take a head job at a mid tier, it wasn't very long ago where the that wasn't very much of a pay upgrade, but now five million bucks is pretty much the going rate for a head coach in Power Five. It's like isn't almost it? like where you start at now. Yeah. Like five is like the base salary, and if you can get more than that, then good for you. Yeah, but. I mean, there's some that are a little lower than that, but like if you go, if you go there and then you have like a decent year one, I you're going to get a five million dollar a year contract. Um, okay, let's see how much our opinion has changed on one particular thing, or maybe three potential things, I guess. So, before the year, um, this wouldn't have been everyone's top three, but pretty close. The three toughest games on OU schedule. Texas, one. TCU at home, two. At Oklahoma State, three. You think that's a pretty good average of where everyone was at going into the year? Yeah. Texas, one. TCU, two. At OSU, three. Yeah, Yeah, me too. What does it look like now? And does it look like this? Does it look like, after what we've seen through two weeks, does it look like Texas and Dallas won by far and away? Yeah. Two at Cincinnati, three at Kansas. If that's what the top. That's what the three toughest games look like before the year. What is? How would you rank it now? How different would it look? Uh, yeah, I may still have. Oklahoma State in there, but I'm not sure. You're just factoring – like, you, you have to factor in, regardless of what they've looked like the, the first two weeks and with like the, what they look like the next four weeks, mm-hmm. they're going to put it all together that week and play their, their best game of the year. Yeah, but that is right. Um, Kansas has – Text looked, line, let us know your thoughts on this, by the yeah. way. 405-651-3439. You know, we, we talked about the UCF one, but – their quarterback is hurt. What's the prognosis on him? A few weeks, man. I I, I bet um, he's probably going to be back right around that. The OU. Well, there's a bye week in between. I would guess he's probably back for that OU game by then. Yeah. TCU. I mean, obviously the loss to Colorado. It. There's still. I think TCU can still be really good, especially by the time we play them. Um, BYU right now, nothing really that. Not much offensively for them up to this much. point. Yeah, West Virginia's, I think, you know, going to be solid, but doesn't just blow you away. I mean, at Cincinnati, because they they look good on both sides of the ball. They got a playmaker at quarterback, and they're going to be amped out of their mind for that game. Feels like there's three teams on the schedule who are maybe a little bit better than what we thought going into the year. Um, Texas obviously proved something on Saturday, so throw them in there. 
Cincinnati's at least better than what I thought that they were going to be, um, especially at quarterback. And then Kansas. Kansas showed a lot with that convincing win over Illinois. It was convincing for most of the game. They almost gave it away, but they, yeah. they looked good. Yeah, they were – I mean, they controlled that game. And they – I mean, didn't just control it. It was a beatdown on Illinois, who, you know, Illinois is – they had a really good year last year, but traditionally have not been very good. Um, I, but that's a game that Kansas easily loses in years past, right? Forget about it. Like, it's not even a question. They're, they, they were a favorite in the game. I know they were at home, but in years past, they're like a 15 – 18-point yes. dog on their own. Correct. And then they don't have a chance at winning We it. watched KU beat Rutgers at Rutgers a few years ago, and we were like, oh, my God, does Les Miles have KU back? They just beat – or is Rutgers or Boston College or yeah. someone – maybe it's Boston College. It's someone like that, someone in the Northeast. Right. And now we're expecting them to win that game against Illinois. And I, they, got a, they got multiple playmakers. They got a really good running back. They got two really good quarterbacks. And um, I think they're going to beat Nevada. I think they're going to beat BYU. And then... They're going to be undefeated going into Austin? Gonna they're going to be undefeated. Probably so. in the top 25 going Don't into Austin. Think? Yeah. Yeah, I think they'll beat Nevada and BYU. Sure. And they are, they are scary enough to go in there and give Texas uh, some problems if Texas, you know, is all high and mighty like they tend to be. And there's got to be a little bit of... I anxiety when they play Kansas now, right? Just because of the history. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, that's maybe they're putting less focus on OU this year and all their focus on Kansas. We can just get past K. Guys, I know it's June and July, but we got to put all our focus on Alabama and Kansas when they come to town. The early Big in the Twelve year. runs through Lawrence. Uh, three, two, one from the state of Florida. Texas one, KU two, BYU three. Four oh five says always forget K State. They beat us more than we beat them the past five years. Don't Not on the schedule. Don't play Kansas State uh, early in the year, or in the regular season, right. I should say. Zane says one national championship, two semifinal, three Big Twelve championship. Those are the three toughest games for OU this year. Yeah. Okay. Jim in Arlington says, "What does Jim in Arlington say?" If this one will load, uh, Texas won. It's obvious now. BYU 2 at their place, and we are 0-2 in the last two meetings. 3 OSU, it's the last bedlam for the foreseeable future, and it's always tough. Here's what I would ask. um, I don't necessarily disagree with putting BYU in the top three, but I would ask everyone who thinks BYU is a a top three toughest game right now, if I could somehow tell you the weather would be 65 degrees and clear at kickoff, would you still think it's a top three game, top three toughest game? Because I do feel like some factor in the potential for a blizzard as as a reason why it could be so tough. Yeah, I, I guess here's the thing is I don't even know necessarily that a bad weather game doesn't favor Oklahoma more than it does BYU. But I, you know, it's kind of kind of hard. I don't necessarily. I, I guess I don't know enough about BYU yet to make that. You know, make that decision on a bad weather game. KW the nine one eight. I ordered not to rank it or to look at the schedule for it is an abomination. LOL. Four oh five. UCF got some dudes. They've they've got some 
Yeah. They got some nice players. Walk-off field goal to beat Boise State. Not a pretty walk-off field goal, but a walk-off and, field goal nonetheless. You know, they lost their quarterback. When did he go down in that game? Do you know? I him? don't know. It was a very low-scoring game, so maybe early on, but I don't. I did not pay much attention to that one. It's not easy to go beat Boise State uh, at their place. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. They they We're going to learn a whole lot in two weeks from teams. This week, there's not a whole lot of action out there, but UCF plays in Manhattan two weeks from now, uh, or the following week. Um, BYU, they, who's their first conference game they've got uh, coming up? BYU, they're in Arkansas this week, so we'll yeah, get to see that's them. That's a good one. In a, in and a, then that's they really play the, at Kansas. Yeah, that's that's the probably the best or, or like the, 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 the best test for anyone this week at the conference is probably BYU at Arkansas. See what they have there. They've got a tough little – they're at Arkansas, at Kansas, and then yeah. Cincinnati. Week one was not great across the sport in terms of marquee games. It was just fine for a week one. Week two, though, was good last week. There were a lot of good games. Week three – It eh. sucks. Week three sucks. West Virginia and Pitt is the ABC night game. That's right. West Virginia and Pitt is the ABC night game. And then week four, you ramp back up with some, with yeah. some pretty good games. I don't – that game interests me – no, I'm not suggesting that it's some super high-level game, but um, I respect Pitt. Um, we'll see. Uh, we'll we'll gain some perspective with Cincinnati on that game, right? Because we know a little bit more about West Virginia. Um, yeah, LSU, Mississippi State. I mean, they, Florida, Florida they Tennessee. Upset alert, LSU. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Mississippi State's very good, but Kansas, LSU's got some got some issues right now. Tennessee, Florida will be an interesting game this week, but not not a whole lot of heavy hitters this weekend. Cherokee Sooner says one Texas, two Kansas, three Cincinnati. That's kind of where I'm at. I might I might flip two and three there, but I don't I don't really have I don't have an issue with that. Just imagine three years ago, if I told you this year our three toughest conference games are going to be Texas, Kansas, and Cincinnati. It's unbelievable, isn't it? <laughs> it's like, wait, well, what do you mean? Kansas? Okay. Cincinnati? If you would have told me that without even looking at the roster, I would tell you the same thing then as I am now. Well, it sounds like they better at better least go the to the conference 12. championship game <laughs> and win 10-plus games. Yeah. Has yep. our and I guess this kind of goes with the question: Has our has our season expectations for this team at all changed? No, it is a very small sample size. I realize that. I just wanted to check in on every on everyone to see if we've changed at all. I I bet everyone's probably the same. Uh, after week one, we had some people thinking uh, national championship. After week two, uh, those same people are probably hoping we uh, you know don't lose five games. Yeah, I don't know, man. I. Put SMU on your watch list, you know, for the for the next couple of games to see if it they if they perform good enough to make us feel like okay, I maybe some of the panic that we saw out there is is not justified. But you know, if they go look terrible, then obviously people are going to be you know fired right back up. Sarks vodka one Oklahoma State two Texas and three Kansas for the uh, three toughest games. So that's the only one we have uh, saying that Texas is not the toughest game. Sark's vodka going in against the grain. OSU the toughest. Is game. that one of those just can't bring himself to to give Texas the maybe, nod? or it's just well, it's the last bedlam forever. They're going to throw bottles and cheerleaders are going to try to trip players on the field, and 
they're going to throw turkey, turkey legs, legs and they're going to do everything in their power to try to to try to win that game. Hell, they probably didn't even watch Arizona State film this week. They probably just watched OU film. They're going to all year long to win that game. I don't know what you guys were doing, but I was up after 10 last night watching film. Maybe they'll play all three quarterbacks against uh, OU at that point in the season. Uh, yeah, they may do that all year. And leave it up to Gundy to do that because – that makes it more difficult for you as a as a defense. Like if if you can pull it off to where you have three different guys that have three different strengths and and weaknesses, it, it becomes a, a totally different game to prepare for. Sarks Vodka says Oklahoma State will play us harder than Texas. Okay. I, it's not a horrible theory. Like Oklahoma State right, cause here's the thing. I think what he's getting at is that Texas, because they beat Alabama, like Oklahoma's not even worth their time at this point. It's national championship or anything else, and you know Oklahoma's not any good. We're we're above them. No reason to act like that's a big game for us after beating Alabama. Oklahoma State, you know, they don't care what their record is this year. They have to win the final Bedlam game. Correct. I think that's the theory there. Nine one eight. How do we see through two games this season versus through two games last year? Not a doomer. And I've been chugging the Kool Aid again so far. But defensively, I felt really good through the first three games last season. And offense felt a bit up and down, very similar to this season so far. Then off the cliff we went. Is this season expectations more about our competition and schedule or actual progress or maybe both? Thanks, fellas. I got one thing for you on that, okay? Mm -hmm. Because, yes, there's definitely some similarities right now to how we felt through two games. Like you struggled a little bit with Kent State, then you figured it out. There's one stat in particular, though, that I think that you can point to that this year is different than what it was last year. Okay. Even though you played well in the first two games defensively, you missed a ton of tackles against UTEP and Kent State. Like, a ton of tackles against UTEP and Kent State. Yeah. The missed tackles numbers compared to the first two games last year are down significantly than what they were a year ago. And I think that's a pretty good indicator year over year to say, I don't think that this this is fool's gold from, from the defense. Yeah. I... You know, if you look at it, just take a glancing shot at it. It looks very, very similar to the start of last year. Um, But I think SMU is superior to UTEP, superior to Kent State, and probably even superior to Nebraska Uh, a year ago. Yeah, Um, I would agree with that. So... I don't know. I if the defense feels different though, right? Doesn't it feel different than it did a year ago? I mean, when you got Bowman or uh, Bowen out there, well, Bowman and Bowen playing like, the way they are, Stutzman, just the defense. It just it feels different. And but you do have numbers to back it up, like the tackle tackle numbers that we're talking about. And the University of Oklahoma head football coach Brent Venables is also, you know, saying some pretty good things about the defense as well that. I don't know that he necessarily did a year ago. So, and not just like um like surface level oh yeah, we played good. Like he's saying this is these things uh A, B and C are what we've been waiting on and we're starting to see it. 
with some consistency, um, and it's apparent. So, I don't know. Time will tell. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Keep hitting the text line, 651-3439, Knipple Meyer text line. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. GMC continues its commitment to professional-grade engineering in the GMC Truck Series, like offering the world's first available six-function multi-pro tailgate on Sierra. This tailgate takes innovation to the next level with six distinct functions that let you load, unload, and access the cargo box quicker and easier. The list goes on, but it's more than just innovative engineering. It's knowing GMC is committed to professional-grade excellence on every level. See your Oklahoma GMC dealers. Is your insurance premium rate rising? You need to make the call to your local neighbors at Rightway Insurance. Rightway's number one goal for all their insurance clients is to get the best insurance rates and have an overall positive experience. Rightway Insurance is an independent insurance agency representing many different companies for your insurance needs. Give us a call, 405-607-6014, or complete a quote form at rightwayinsuranceok.com, and we'll be happy to answer any of your insurance questions. That's Rightway Insurance, 405-607-6014. For over 37 years, Bob Maupin has been providing roofing and construction services in Oklahoma for residential and commercial clients. Maupin Roofing and Construction is a locally owned family business. They do work right the first time. Maupin Roofing has insurance specialists to work with your insurance company in resolving your damage claims. Call Bob at Maupin Roofing and Construction at 405-703-3843 for your free estimate today. 405-703-3843 or visit MaupinRoofing.com. Maupin Roofing. Go Sooners! Looking for a primary care doctor who puts your health first? Look to Norman Regional. Your health is our top priority. Norman Regional Primary Care Clinics provide compassionate, expert care with a physician or provider in your hometown. With 17 primary care clinics located throughout South Central Oklahoma, trust our team with your care for wellness visits, illness treatment, and management of chronic conditions. Call 405-515-5000 to find the physician who is right for you and experience a place where your health matters. Dear Hero, whoever you are, you save lives. I live with sickle cell and the pain and the issues that come along with sickle cell every day. I'm most grateful that people are willing to go out there and take their time, their blood, and give me new life. Because of you, I'm allowed to see my son grow up. Giving equals living. Give blood. Replenish the supply. Learn more at hhs.gov slash giveblood. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Riverwind is the Metro's best casino. With all of your favorite games. Celebrate fall with our $50,000 Harvest Winnings Giveaway. Play with your wealth part all September. For a chance to win a share of $50,000. With drawings every Saturday in September. Matthew. Huh? Oh, sorry. It's okay. I just need you to listen to me. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me. I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. Diane from Michigan, a disabled senior citizen trying to get by. Henry from Florida, a veteran fighting to make ends meet. 
Elena from Arizona, a mother struggling to feed her daughter. Hi, I'm Connie Britton, and I support Feeding America because they help provide over 6 billion meals to people in need each year, like Diane, Henry, and Elena. Learn more at feedingamerica.org. Feeding America, 200 food banks strong. Uh, obviously, it wasn't our best game. We didn't rush for a five yards carry, which is our goal. It was four and a half. Uh, we need to be better, clean penalties, uh, really change our mentality. You know, we had good effort on Saturday, but that's not good enough for, for us to play the way that we need to play. Yeah, we are big and strong guys, but that's not going to win for us. You know, we need to understand that if we use technique with the athletic ability and the talent that we have in this offensive line, then we can really dominate and be one of the best in the country. Here's McCade Mattire saying, yeah, it ain't good enough. Offensive line's got to be better here moving forward. It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. We are coming to Tulsa this Friday in case you haven't heard. That's right. We will be at the garage. I'll be there from 2 to 6. Teddy will be there from 3 to 6. Teddy's coming to Tulsa today. Can you believe it? Uh, The garage, 7104 South Sheridan in Tulsa. So that'll, uh, that'll be a lot of fun. What's what's been going on with the offensive line? What's the biggest reason it's not it's not gelling just yet? I wish I had a great answer there. Um, I think that there's too many missed assignments. It seems to be. I first of all, the tackles have been uh, really solid. Rouse, Rouse and, and Guyton have been good. And Guyton have been good. Um, Did one of it, was it Rouse that was uh, the, the touchdown got called back? Guyton. Guyton? Yeah. That was Guyton. Which that's a big mistake, but I don't know. I, you, you don't want that. You can't have that, obviously. But it's not it's not a like we're we're getting beat mistake. It's sure. it's just a kind of a very mental error. bummed when I saw the flag on the field on that play after celebrating, and then they called it. And they showed the replay, and it was that's kind of like a hard rule to tell in the moment. But when yeah. you look at the replay, it's like oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that is that didn't look right. Well, yeah, well count the uh, count the times that that is not mm-hmm. called this year um, with with offensive linemen downfield. But I think on the interior. Um, I think Metallier's been kind of – he's been about what you expect. You know, he's he's not one of those guys that's just going to be able to overwhelm people athletically. He's He has to kind of depend on, you know, um, just technique and knowing what he's doing to be a solid player. And I think he's he's just maybe not have has been as physical as you would expect early on. I think uh, Rame had a really good game one, and you know, technique wise, there were some issues in game two. Uh, and Savion Bird was, I, you know, I don't know, I don't know what it was, but he was just totally off his game to start off on Saturday, and getting beat, getting clubbed, um, and you know, they replaced him and went to Everett, who played all right, played okay. You know, you can just kind of check the boxes on being on the right place. But, you know, he's he's way undersized. He's he's a center playing guard. Right, we need to be way bigger and way more physical there. Um, but he is – he's a guy that uh, is, can be a stopgap there. But to go where we need to go, we need Savion Bird 
playing left guard and playing it at a high level. And there's no way around it. Sean on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line says, we know OU gets everyone's best shots. Who in the remaining 10 games gets OU's best shot? I don't know the answer for sure. I'll tell you the answer who it better be, especially after uh, last year. Um, For the first time in a while, we need to walk out of the Cotton Bowl saying, huh, feel like OU played its best game of the year. Yeah. Because like, OU's won that game several times recently, but there's been a lot of times where, well. Tex- well, Texas has lost that game to us several times recently. Or OU just did not play its best game but still found a, a way to win the, the uh, football game. It's been a while. That's what I'm saying. When's like, the last time you walked out of there saying, whoa, OU won, and man, I thought OU brought it and played their best game of the year. 2012 when they when they blew them out? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe it's been around a decade. You lost it in 18. Um, how was 17? 17, you had a huge lead early. You're up like 20 to nothing. Texas comes all the way back with Ellinger and takes the lead. And then you had the big uh, pass play to Mark Andrews yeah. to, to, to end up winning it. Yeah. And you have to ex- expect some seesaw action like that, you know, a, a lot of the time in that rivalry game. But it's been a while, you know. The the overtime game obviously in twenty twenty was, you know, I, Texas came back in that one and had a chance to win it. The end of regulation didn't do it. Twenty one Texas totally gave it away. Like, we made great plays coming back. Don't get me wrong, but we also let them go up like what twenty eight seven twenty eight seven in the first quarter twenty eight seven and and we were able to claw our way back. Um, 2019, even even that game, you won it, but there were some scary moments in that one. Uh, if, if if Texas shows up and brings their A game to the Cotton Bowl and Oklahoma doesn't play our best game of the year up to that point, we may get run out of the stadium. And that's not going to bode well for um... – Cruton? This, uh, well, I mean, I, I, everything. I mean, that, that game just means so much to the administration, the coaches, the fans for recruiting. There's just so much. Like, that game just means so much. And getting beat 49 nothing just Ooh. affects so many things. And, yeah, need, needless to say, the point everyone knows, you cannot back that up. You cannot. I don't care if Texas won in Alabama. I don't care if they're better. You cannot back that up with another poor performance down there. You, you, you can't. You've got. You have to go down there and play well. And not even play well. You have to go win the football game. Yes, you do. Yes. You have to go win the football game. There's a lot at stake. There's narratives. Like, the urge to say, well, Texas is a – they're a top five football team this year. If we go down and we play it close and then have another shot at them in the Big 12 championship game, like, that's okay. You, you can't have that mentality. No, I mean, that, that means the mentality and the expectations have totally changed. Exactly. Like, if, if your expectation now, and I really don't want to hear this. I don't really care what happens between now and then. I really don't want to get to Monday and Tuesday of OU Texas week and hear OU fans say, well, I just hope we can keep it close. Right. Oh, uh, I, I believe, I know this program is better than that. I also think this team is better than just going down there and playing it close. Totally agree. They, 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 you should have the expectation to go down there and, and win the thing. So totally let's, agree. I don't want to hear that loser mentality. OU Texas week, please. And that's what it is. But OU, OU, will be, OU will be a 7-8 point underdog, I'm sure. 
they'll they'll be as big at well they were a pretty big underdog last year but they'll be another I'm pretty sizable dog this year there would have to be something significant happen for Oklahoma to be a favorite in that game oh they would have to lose I I think they could maybe lose to Baylor and still be a favorite in that game they might have to lose a couple of times depending on how they lose it may not even matter who it is um with Oklahoma and and we would have to stomp Cincinnati like Cincinnati would have to beat you know be undefeated whenever they play us and we'd have to absolutely stomp them and like we'd have to have some real style points and a Texas loss like just a Texas loss isn't going to do it. as much as it sucked uh seeing Texas beat up on Alabama the way they did and as much as it sucks being just so wrong about Quinn Ewers and the way that I thought he would play in mm-hmm. Tuscaloosa now Texas is a top five football team. I, I, I guess like here's the good of this. And I'll go back to what we said before the year is, you know, there are a lot of OU fans, and this is a okay way of thinking. Regardless of what happens, no one's really going to buy into the offense, the defense, or this team as a whole until they go down and beat Texas. And yeah. we said for months that that was a fair take. Well, now that they've beaten Alabama, and if they stay unbeaten going into Dallas, which they probably will, and then you win that game, that yeah. thought that we had all the way back in the summer is going to be true and probably magnified even more if yeah. you win that game now. Well, you know, I, there, call it what you want. Maybe it's not fear. I don't know what the term exactly is. But I, knowing that if, if you don't show up and play your best game that you're going to get pounded and perhaps even embarrassed – I, that could be healthy going into a game like that. And it's probably – when's the last time we went into the game feeling that way? That you're you're going to – Well, last year was a, a weird – Okay, so before that, 2009, and OU was a Colt McCoy tackle away from upsetting Texas. Yeah. Like, the last time Texas was consistently good year in and year out where you felt threatened was 2000 to 2009, mostly. Yeah. And you dominated the early part of that decade and probably won six or seven of those games during that decade. So like, if you're trying to make the point that maybe OU fares better in that game when Texas is really good, the most recent example of that would say that that's, that may be true. That yeah. probably is true. Right. Going into that game, Oklahoma going into that game full strength, it's been a long time since we've been fearful of it. And – and again, fear maybe not the right term, but I think everyone knows what I mean uh, whenever I say that. So, could be a good thing. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll hit some things that caught my eye. Next. Talking sooner football is what we do. This is the ref. Jeff Lister here with Knippelmeyer Chevrolet. Have you been looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle? We are constantly receiving new inventory and have a wide selection of Silverados and SUVs. At Knippelmeyer, we still do business the same way we have for 63 years. So, if we don't have the exact model you're looking for, we'll order it for you, and when it gets here, that's the price you pay. Come see us in Blanchard. Give us a call at 405-485-3333 or check us out on the web at knippelmeyer.com. Chevrolet, find new roads. 
This is Toby Rowland. Did you know that more than 80 million people depend on AM radio each month for news, weather, and emergency information? A new bill in Congress would make sure AM radio remains in cars because when cell and Internet services go down, this far-reaching free service may be your only lifeline. Text AM to 52886 and tell Congress to support the AM Radio for Every Vehicle Act. This message is brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Messaging and data rates may apply. When you're high, you feel different. Hey guys, TJ here for my friends at Joe's Wines and Spirits. Football season is back, and when you need a great selection of your favorite beer, wine, or liquor, do what I do. Go see Kathy and her staff at Joe's. They have tons of specials, like this month on Jack Daniels, Malibu Rum Cocktails, Relax Riesling, and more. Joe's is open Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. and noon to 5 on Sundays. 1330 East Alameda right here in Norman or visit Joe's Wines on Facebook for all their monthly specials. Hey, I'm Reba McIntyre. Growing up in Oklahoma, I had big dreams of becoming a successful country music singer. But I also knew the odds were against me and that I needed an education to fall back on. Studying never got in the way of my dreams. In fact, school gave me lots of opportunities I wouldn't have had otherwise with my career. Please stay in school and try your best. You never know where a good education might take you. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. The new In Motion Clinic in Norman will work with each patient to take a holistic approach to health and wellness. Functional sports medicine physician Amanda Sadler, MD, is committed to spending time with each patient to help them achieve top-level energy, strength, endurance, and performance. She specializes in the treatment of gut health issues, hormonal health, immune system support, joint pain, fatigue, and thyroid dysfunction. To learn more about functional sports medicine or to schedule an appointment, call 405-515-4040. At In Motion, what moves you moves us. Are our love bugs and companions. They are our pets, our family, and they make life better. When we face unexpected challenges, so do our pets. That's why we're on a mission to support people and their pets. Whether donating a bag of kibble, sharing an Instagram post of a lost cat, or welcoming a foster pet into your home, every bit of kindness counts. Visit petsandpeopletogether.org to learn how to be a helper in your community. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Get ready for a night of solid gold with the Temptations and the Four Tops. Same night, same stage, October 24th, Apache Casino Hotel, Lawton, Oklahoma. The Temptations and the Four Tops together live. Reserve seats on sale now at Casino Cage or online at ApacheCasinoHotel.com. The Temptations and the Four Tops different you talk different you draw different you listen to music different but you probably knew that problem is you also drive different and not in a good way that's why driving high is illegal everywhere so if you're high just don't drive make a plan to get a sober ride because if you feel different you drive different brought to you by nitsa and the ad council It's What Caught Teddy's Eye, brought to you by Yaligazny Law. Have you heard hiring a lawyer makes your insurance claim take even longer? Not at Yaligazny Law. They work to keep your claim moving forward and fight delay at every turn. That's Yaligazny Law, 
405-800-8080. Let's get to it. Story number one is. How about Texas Tech have landed the highest rated recruit in the history of the program? Only five star. With the Hudson kid. And Good wide receiver. What's the, uh, what's the story on him? The story on him is he's been a tech lean for, jeez, two months, maybe more. And it was weird that he just never committed to Texas Tech. So A&M is like making a move. Texas is making a move. He finally made it to Lubbock over the weekend for that loss to Oregon. Just still kind of odd timing that he commits. And I'm just not, I'm just not necessarily sure that this one's over just yet. I still think A&M and Texas might might have a shot here. What's the catalyst there, though, um, getting him to, to just, Lubbock? Just Joey McGuire. Because um, that's, that's, you know? that's huge. I mean, I wouldn't expect this to be the new norm out in Lubbock. I mean, we knew that he was going to have a – I guess my thought on McGuire was going to be he was going to do what he did at Baylor and find uh, really good three stars that maybe people didn't know as much about a handful of four stars and, you know, turn those guys into really good players. But he's gone to, he's gone to Lubbock and he's starting to make some, some yep. hay on some bigger time guys. So I, I thought that was interesting. And Hey, uh, in case you didn't know it and it's shocking if you didn't, but college football fans strike again, apparently death threats to NCAA officials Let's over go. the eligibility right, sweet. situation that we've been been following with Tez Walker at North Carolina. Death threats after the North Carolina thing? Did the death threats sound like, I'm going to come by your house, I'm going to stalk you, and if you come by that window, I'm going to eliminate you. So watch out, don't don't walk in front, in front of your living room. <laughs> yeah. that, that was the one voicemail. They're trying to do a voice analysis and uh, see who it comes nice. back to. It sounds a lot no like Matt just, Brown. No leads just yet. Uh, but I, I thought that was was it, part of me and I don't know I maybe I'm just so uh, frustrated with the NCAA that I feel like it's a a total fabrication in order to get people off their backs but I don't know um, death threats is what's happening and then finally last one I have the Mel Tucker Michigan State situation has taken a turn somewhat as Mel Tucker uh, issues a statement saying that uh, this thing's a sham. It's flawed. He was in a consensual relationship situation with uh, his accuser. And some of the timeline of the investigation and everything has come under question. Uh, he's going to fight for that that big yeah. money. Brenda Tracy already called him out on social media, as mm-hmm. you can imagine, saying that, yeah, that's not true whatsoever. Uh, okay, so we told you a few weeks ago there was a bar in Wisconsin that during yeah. every New York Jets game this year, if you go there and drink and Aaron Rodgers and the Jets lose, then your tab is free. A brilliant promotional tactic by this bar. Now, Aaron Rodgers gets injured early in the game, right. and patrons there were like, oh, let's go, let's party, baby. They're running up tabs left and right. No one thought the Jets were going to win that game. They did, so there were a lot of people there that ran up their bar tab and had to pay a ridiculous tab at the end of the night because, well, the Jets ended up winning. Wow. Crazy. Unbelievable, man. Jack's Crazy. American Pub. Nice job, now, guys. Now, here's the thing. 
what do you think the Jets were going to go with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, record-wise? Um, I think I'll say 11-12 games. I don't, I don't know what, what their over-under was. but 12-5, and 11-6, 12-5. Yeah, yeah. What do you think they're going to go without Aaron Rodgers? Because me thinks that bar could have a situation. Well, on I think he has to play for ah, that to take effect. I think, that's, okay. I think that's the thing. Okay, well, that makes sense because I was about to say, uh, all of a sudden, as that bar owner, you might be saying, oh, yeah. my <laughs> Cancel God. Cancel that one, please. <laughs> game day and big noon kickoff are going to be at the same location this weekend. Now, it's not a great slate for college football, but it just goes to show the CU hype. Colorado's playing Colorado State in mm-hmm. a game they should win by multiple scores. It's a late game. Game day and big noon kickoff will be in Boulder uh, this coming up this coming weekend. Where do you see? Do you have uh, prime fatigue yet? I mean, obviously not because I could not wait for 11 a.m. for that game to kick off. And even though it was a super boring game, I was still locked into it I in the too. first half because, well, something's going to happen here and I don't want to miss it. I was too. I'm, I'm a sucker, I guess. Um, I'm, I'm really interested to see what happens with this season with them. Uh, Arkansas State finally scored this weekend. Congratulations, Ooh. guys. They lost to Memphis 37-3 to uh, on Saturday. So what does that bring their season total to? They've scored three points and have allowed, uh, what, over 100 points by now so far this year? 110 and uh, three, is that is that what it is? Are you telling me that Butch Jones is safe for now? He's moved up in the category? Finally get back home. They've been outscored 110 to uh, 3, if my math is correct, so far this year. OU has the number 7 recruiting class, by the way. After getting Nigel Smith on Friday, number 7 recruiting class, you've got Danny Okoye, the number 1 player in the state, committing one week from tomorrow. And, you know, Texas is one of the other spots for him. What, if anything, did the Alabama football game – for the University of Texas do in regards to his recruitment? I don't think – I mean, he had that tweet that everyone's referencing. Ooh, might have changed my opinion on something. That's not exactly what he said, but, you know, to that point. There's a thought that he's not going to make it to Texas this weekend. So oh, has he got an official this he week? He had an official lined up for Texas this weekend. And there's, there's the thought out there that he ain't going to make it to that game. And if he doesn't make it to that game, I – that – points to me that it's it's OU coming up next week you got to feel pretty good about that and he's top 100 right is he, he uh I think on 24 7 he might be I forget where exactly where he's at on rivals but whatever he is whatever he's ranked I think we can all agree he is a hell of an athlete he is um I'm looking at 247 right now and it's got Oklahoma as the number eight class Rivals, they're seven, um, 24, so they're pro- seven, they're eight. Yeah. They're right there, and, I mean, they're within almost it, half yeah. a point of Tennessee. On, on 24-7, if they get Okoye, they'll move up to seven okay. with, with his commitment, if it, if it were to happen right now. And what do you think, without flipping somebody, what do you think the, the ceiling for the recruiting class is for Oklahoma? Um, six or seven, is that it? Because they've got 23 yeah, five commits or, right now. Yeah, five, like six, five, five, six. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just so hard to tell with what everyone else has out there. But I'll say they could they could get to that number five spot. Nice, and I but think you got to win out on everyone from here on out. You know, probably if, if they get a Koye and if they get the the big offensive lineman, the bricks, bricks. If they get those two guys, I you know, is there anyone else out there? 
Oh, the Terry Bussey. Terry, but I mean, eh. probably not Michael Boganowski, who you said the staff really likes mm-hmm. at, at safety. Yeah, if if they Akid Kumi, another offensive lineman, he'll pick OU. I think one month from today. If if they if they land, if they land a Koye Bricks, and you know maybe that other offensive lineman Boganowski, Akid Kumi. If they land yeah. those two guys, I don't care where we finish. You know, I I think that this is an excellent recruiting class and. You know who knows? They, I think, some people feel still feel pretty strongly that they got a chance to flip Winery, right? So, um, last time I checked, yeah, I. Just, it's hard saying that out loud because I know what that does to some people. No, I know. It's I, it, how it's, they feel. It's something that you just kind of it's it's there. It's kind of floating around. You don't you don't feel like it's uh, it's a very low percentage, but it's still something that could happen. But no, I'm I think the recruiting class is really good. Nice. I mean, this would be three really nice ones that they've landed in a row. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up hour number two. Talking Sooner football is what we do. This is The Ref. Victory Family Church. It's more than just a church. It's truly a family. And as it continues to grow, you can now celebrate with six opportunities every Sunday morning, starting as early as 8.30 a.m. and the final service at 3 p.m. Learn more about service times and everything going on with Pastor Adam and the church at VictoryFamily.Church. That's VictoryFamily.Church. Check out our campuses in Newcastle, Chickasha, and Shawnee. Victory Family Church, online at VictoryFamily.Church. The changing season is here, and if you're ready for a change, check out the 2023 Buick Envisions. Take up to $5,250 off MSRP for eligible non-GM owners. There's not a better change than driving a Buick from Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in Orino. Buick sizzle at Dorsey Jones, and when you step out of yours, well, hot, hot, hot. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC, I-40 and Highway 81, exit 125 in Orino, or Dorsey-JonesBuickGMC.com. Experience the new Buick. See dealer for details. Don't be one of the powerless when extreme conditions strike. Lightning, high winds, excessive heat, or other severe conditions can leave you in the dark or worse. See the light. Contact Oklahoma Generator, the company that gives Oklahomans the power to protect their family, homes, health, business, and life. Oklahoma Generator is a certified Premier Generac dealer, providing professional installation, service, and repair to keep you safe and secure. Be ready for anything. Oklahoma Generator. OKGen.com. Power to the people. Does your banker know your business, the challenges you face, and what makes you unique? At Armstrong Bank, we're dedicated to understanding your business and working alongside you. A true partnership is more than financial transactions. It's support, trust, and attention. This is how we make businesses stronger. Armstrong Bank. Strength runs in our family. Contact our knowledgeable bankers to open your business account. Member FDIC. The spring and summer months are a great time for you and your family to spend quality time together. And right now is the perfect time to join the Trails Golf Club. The Trails Golf Club in Norman offers an 18-hole championship golf course, a swimming pool, numerous fun family events throughout the year, a fully stocked pro shop, and dining at the grill in the clubhouse. There has never been a better time for you to come discover the trails. Call Zane today and learn more at 364-3790 or visit trailsgolf.com. 
Are you looking for a luxury apartment for rent in Norman? The Falls at Brookhaven offers stunning two and three bedroom spacious floor plans with large walk-in closets, washer and dryer hookup, and a fabulous kitchen in a well-maintained calm environment. From plush carpet to sleek stainless steel appliances to a pool, 24-hour fitness, and two dog parks, the Falls at Brookhaven has it all. Call our locally owned and operated community at 405-701-8233 or go online to thefallsatbrookhaven.com for a free tour and see what living in luxury is like. It's Raymond and Austin. We're back on All-Star Sports Radio. Celebrating their 30th year, our sportsbook and casino sponsor, BetUS.com, is going big. That's right, Austin. Sports bettors can win a new truck, get the industry's biggest 125% sign-up bonus, and even get up to 30 risk-free bets. Touchdown! BetUS also has a 150% casino sign-up bonus. Blackjack, now you're talking, Austin. They also have live dealers and live betting on sports, including racetrack. Get started today at BetUS.com, where the game begins. This message is for Karina, our mom who finished her high school diploma at age 28. Hi, Mom. It's Emmedith and Nicholas. Congratulations on getting your diploma. You worked so hard and have taught us so much. We love you. When you graduate, they graduate. Finish your high school diploma for you and for them. Visit finishyourdiploma.org to find free and supportive adult education centers near you. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Is your team coming to Norman or Noble for an event? Let Chick-fil-A 12th Avenue be your winning meal provider. From box meals and nugget trays to lemonade and tea, 12th Avenue Chick-fil-A can provide your team's pre- or post-game meal. Delivery, pickup, or dine-in, 12th Avenue will have you covered. Call us at 405-310-3189 or use the CFA One app and let Chick-fil-A feed your team. Don't forget to ask about the Give Back program for a winning season. Call 405-310-3189 and remember to eat more chicken. Planning ahead makes dreams happen. Eating healthy, exercising, avoiding tobacco, drugs, and alcohol. All good things when you're planning to start a family. Take a multivitamin with folic acid every day. And use birth control until you're ready to have a baby. See a healthcare provider as soon as you think you're pregnant. Planning ahead makes dreams come true. Preparing for a lifetime starts today. Visit iio.health.ok.gov. Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you this hour of the rush. On three has their Big 12 power rankings for this week. Let's just do the top five, see if we agree. Okay. Uh, Texas is at one. OU's at two. K-State at three. UCF at four. Cincinnati at five. I do not agree with them. Okay. Which one do you not agree with? All of them? Texas is one. Kansas State is two. Um, Oklahoma is three. Is is Cincinnati four? Would you put them ahead of UCF? I would right now. I, I, mean, I was going to say I, I would flip flop you UCF and Cincinnati. I mean, I would put Cincinnati. I might even four, put Kansas. And at that's five, what I was about honestly. to say. I'm. I would put KU ahead of U, UCF. Like it's a power. It's a week by week power ranking. Without Plumlee at quarterback, you can't put them at number four, why, can you? Why K-State in front of OU? That's what I'm most interested in. Well, OU's played a better opponent than Kansas State thus far. Well, yeah, but... K-State's maybe looked more dominant in their two games. I I still think we have not done enough to surpass Kansas State. 
Texas has. I had I would have had Kansas State number one to start the year. Um, I probably would have had Oklahoma number two, or I don't know. Maybe that would have been maybe T, I, I don't know. But Kansas Oklahoma still has not surpassed Kansas State just yet. We don't know enough, in my opinion. I I think I know what their defense is pretty good, but so is same could State. be true for Kansas State and their offensive line. Yeah. Kansas State's offensive line is probably uh, better than what OU's is right now. Uh, no doubt. Roll down. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We got the final hour next. You're listening to the home of.